I got rid of some bad books out of the library I felt were spiritually dangerous, including Harry Potter, but a number of others, including one which was frankly pornographic. Um, and I told the parents at a meeting about this and uh, on the 17th of July, and they basically said, well, it's, it's not as bad as some of the stuff in public school. They're going to see it eventually anyway. And I said, but, you know, they're going to offer them contraceptives. We're not going to do that either. Hey, my friends, I wanted to introduce you to a lovely family, 15 children. But this is a story of a family that's struggling. They're struggling trying to do what's right. And I think a lot of us find ourselves sometimes in such a situation where you try to do the right thing, but you're in struggle nonetheless. It's a struggle that's mixed with happiness, knowing that you're doing what God wants, but a lot of consternation sometimes, hardship. And uh, a kind of worry, but it's, you know, grace-filled so that you're not really, really worrying too bad. But sometimes we're called, the Catholic community is called, to help our brothers and sisters. And I know a lot of us do that for different charities and things like that. And that's why we have Life Funder to point you to good people in need and therefore enable you to find someone that you can give to uh, who's really worthy and that you know you're not giving to something that is has a hidden agenda on the other side. So stay tuned for this episode of the Jonathan Weston Show to meet Doug and Adele Darnowski. When I was in seminary, I was reading a book by Henry Nouwen. He talked about a nuclear man, you know, and people who grew up in the 1980s were kind of formed by that immediate and constant threat of nuclear annihilation. My generation has grown up, you know, under the specter of priestly sexual abuse. What say you, Mr. Foreperson? Is the defendant guilty or not guilty? I think that for many of us, that has also been all-encompassing. You know, I mean, I entered the seminary in January of 2004, and it's basically been there for me from in the beginning. Doug and Adele Darnowski, welcome to the program. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you both for joining me. Um, wanted to get to your story because it's so moving. I wanted to start, though, you're a family of 15 children. Um, as a father of eight, that's hugely impressive because I know what goes into even having as small a family as I do. Um, tell us about your family if you could start. So basically, we uh, we actually met online. Adele's Canadian, I'm American, and um, we uh, both want to have a big family. And God blessed us with nine children, including two sets of twins born to us. And along the way, we adopted a little girl from China um, who's handicapped. And then at the, um, after we'd had all the biological children that we have, we uh, were blessed to be able to adopt five from Ukraine, all with Down syndrome, in 2020 and 2021. So we, we, we cheated to, to get to 50. <laughs> Except it was more wow. work than pregnancy. Yeah, all the yeah. paperwork. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was work. paperwork. Yeah, wow. but they're beautiful little people. They're beautiful. What's your ages? How old's your eldest and youngest of your, of your naturally born children? So our oldest is 18 and our youngest is three. Yeah, she's from Ukraine. 
and the youngest wow. naturally born is uh, nine. Wow, unbelievable! So that's yeah. that's beautiful. What what motivates you? Because that's that's a lot of work. Um, I think we just love them. We love the little souls. We want to help form them for God, and we have a bunch of really wonderful biological children who have really pitched in. You know, we talk to them about it ahead of time. And, you know, it's a happy family, uh, but, uh, you know, they just love the little guys. They really, really do. And it's just beautiful to see. And after that, we were lonely. So, yeah. <laughs> and the kids told us the same thing. Our, our youngest biological wouldn't let her older brothers learn to tie their shoes because she wanted a, somebody to help take care of, like her sisters. Um, <laughs> now we've got permanent babies with yeah, these little yeah, cute little guys. kids with Down syndrome. Yeah. So we've got a life funder running for your family. Uh, because of hardships you've experienced, basically, this is an opportunity for people to support your family in what you're going through. Tell us what happened. Um, you know, you were such a hardworking family and ready to do whatever, and yet you're in a situation now that's very difficult. What happened? So the short version is that I got a job in southern Tennessee as the principal of a small Catholic school. We packed up the house, worked like mad to get it all fixed up, put it on the market, sent most 90 plus percent of what we own to uh, to storage down there. I went down, started working for free for about three weeks at the school to get ready for the school year ahead of time. And then I was terminated, quote unquote, for no cause um, on the 19th of July. And basically, I found that there was uh, the school, which I had not been told about at all before I got down there, was in chaos. Um, I heard about one child who went through the six classrooms in the school, uh, pre-K through ten, uh, eighth grade, uh, and had 14 different teachers. So this is a long-term ongoing problem, and um, they didn't like the fact they wanted to bring the Baltimore Catechism gradually over, over a few years. I, wanted, I got rid of some bad books out of the library I thought were spiritually dangerous, including Harry Potter, but a number of others, including one which was frankly pornographic. Um, and I told the parents at a meeting about this and uh, on the 17th of July, and they basically said, well, it's, it's not as bad as with some of the stuff in the public school. They're going to see it eventually anyway. And I said, but, you know, they're going to offer them contraceptives. We're not going to do that either. And they also didn't weren't happy that I was the first male principal, that I hired a male teacher. And there were a whole bunch of things you couldn't solve. They, they accused me of planning to get rid of Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, too, um, <laughs> which I had already approved the fundraisers that involved them. But I don't know. So that's a short version. Okay, so this is a little bit bizarre. So let's get into this. This is a Catholic, a diocesan Catholic school? Yes. And I was hired to, to help bring it into the Catholic classical model, which is really beautiful because it weaves the faith through all the subjects. That was another thing that was objected to. They said, you're going to shove religion down the kids' throats 24-7. And I oh. said, no, no, that's not the way it works. And, you know, I did a lot of those things with the express support of the pastor, who was very good. And when... I got the termination on the 19th. He, he said, I haven't slept all night. His voice was cracking. I thought he was going to cry. He's a good man. Um, but there's this group of hardcore families that have been around for a long time, and they were not happy. And the previous principal had been put through a lot from what I found out for a year. And they've actually now advertised uh, a week after they got rid of me to, for somebody to do the exact same thing, make the school Catholic classical, which I had said would take like three years. Um, and I don't know how that's going to possibly succeed. And also the, you know, the diocese did, were not innocent in this. They, uh, they said that it was the priests that had the final decision, but um, they, they were there with their hand in it too. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't know I, why they gave in. I was told on the 17th, basically, oh, you'll get your chance. And this was a diocesan education official who came down for the meeting. But the next morning, apparently they had a meeting with two more diocesan officials. And I 
think that's when the decision was made that I was to to, to go. Um, so it, the diocese had a good hand in it. I'm pretty sure too. Wow. What a, what a situation. So let's get into a little bit more of the specifics around what was removed. Um, understand there was material that was uh, confusing for children around LGBT issues as well. Is that the case? Yes, there was some curricular material. So basically, I, I was going through some materials and I found on a website that they were, that we were supposed to subscribe to, you know, coloring sheets for like second graders promoting LGBTQ materials. And I thought, you know, if I can find this in two minutes, it's a big website, there's other stuff in here. I found something which was one third the price, gave twice as many people access, and which I knew from personal experience to be very wholesome. And so I switched this over to that. And in Southern Tennessee, I thought, oh, they'll be happy at least with this. So I told them about it and they were infuriated about that too. They said, oh, we can't shelter the kids from this stuff. It's, they're gonna see it eventually at the public high school. And I said, hmm. again, I, I said, you know, we're, they're going to offer them at the public high school contraceptives. We're not going to do that either. And that went over like a lead balloon with this group of parents, which shocked me. Mm -hmm. You know why? I had Baptists coming into the school who were excited because we were bringing in the Baltimore Catechism because they their church used the, the Apostles' Creed and that we were getting rid of some of these other books and that, and that we were keeping this stuff out. Uh, in fact, one mm -hmm. woman a few hours before the meeting enrolled her kids within five minutes of hearing this stuff. Um, and so it's, wow. it's just bizarre. Hmm. And he had the express permission of the pastor. It wasn't like he yeah, just, he just did said, it on his own. He, he said, said sure. be quiet about it. And all I did was I told one teacher who had some of the books in the room and the teacher actually said to me, no, okay, fine. I understand. And said nothing else about the books. And after I said, we're gonna have to remove a number of serious books. But um, uh, the, the, what I heard afterwards from the same person was a rather different story. Hmm. Wow. It certainly seems like, you know, the pastor, it seems wanted a good school and the yeah. parents who were there seemed not to want a good school. The diocese seems to be caving, if not worse. Take a look at this. This is Cardinal Burke talking in 2017 about demonic forces entering the church at that time in 2017. Hard to believe that so long ago. This was given at Rome Life Forum, a conference that LifeSite has been running since 2014, actually. Do you know that we're running another one this year, October 31st and November 1st? That is right at the end of this horrific Synod on Synodality. October 31st, November 1st, 2023. Come join us in Rome. Go to romelifeforum.com for more information. Watch Cardinal Burke give this snippet on demonic forces entering into the Vatican from his talk at Rome Life Forum in 2017. It seems clear from the most respected studies of the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima that it has to do with the diabolical forces unleashed upon the world in our time and entering into the very life of the church. For the recovery of peace will be a gift from heaven but it is not properly speaking the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Her victory is of another order, supernatural, and then temporal by addition. It will first be the victory of the faith, which will put an end to the time of apostasy and the great shortcomings of the church's pastors. There were also a number of people involved in the school who were very supportive. It was just this one group of people who were allowed to have a disproportionately loud voice, I think. That, that was a big part of it.
Which is, is so sad for the ones who want the, the beautiful education. And, and as you can see in our rural towns, they're, they're, they're just being destroyed by uh, drugs and all kinds of other things. They need the faith. They need this beauty, truth, and goodness that the classical Catholic education has to offer. And the, the beautiful nuns in um, Nashville, they, they've taken over a lot of schools, thanks be to God. And they are trying to spread virtue and, and the beauty that these, these to, just to yeah. save these towns and, and yeah. our cities and yeah. the world. Because it's, yeah, it's clear that people just don't know the faith. And we were trying to make, willing to make sacrifice, go down there and really help that and form, again, form saints for Christ. And well, exactly. It certainly seems in this case, like you have, you know, this situation where it takes sometimes firmness. And I know that's hard for many of us. It's, um, it's a challenge. It's one thing to believe the faith yourself, but then to be firm in it when it can cost you is, uh, is very scary indeed. Um, it's, it's a, I think a lot of the pastors have, uh, well, prelates even, have actually chosen to go along to get along and refuse to admonish when that's necessary. It's funny because the pastors on the other side, in the new church, if you will, they admonish all the time. All um, they do. You know, the, the leftist, if you will, pastors or dissident, as they probably are properly called, um, they are very ready and willing to admonish the faithful um, as we get, you know, uh, called rigid and... Uh, all sorts of names from certain prelates. And that's just what happens. They are very vocally against pro-life activism and everything else. Yet the same, you know, their counterparts on the right, if you will, or, or being faithful to Christ, they're often not ready to uh, exert, you know, the kind of authority they have to do the right thing. And it's, uh, I've seen it so many times, very sad to see. So how can uh, how can we help right now? Well, that we have a our our problem is we we got stuck. So we're in a pretty well empty house now because we're about to sell our home and we have mm -hmm. it on the market still. If anyone liked to buy it, that'd be delightful. It it'd make a wonderful Catholic retreat or refuge yeah. or just family home. Uh, it's a farm of twenty acres. But anyway, uh, put in that plug. Uh, but we we need a job. Is there anybody out there in higher education that can hire this wonderful man? He's fantastic. He can teach any anything, any grade except LGBT stuff. Any grade uh, and uh, fantastic. Uh, can bring the most complex um, concept down to an understandable level for even so um yeah a job first and then um we're stuck because we now all of our belongings yeah. have been are are sent to alabama waiting for us <laughs> to move down hundreds there. of miles away yeah and here we are anyway we're, we're kind of enjoying uh sparse home but still, but still. <laughs> and so yeah okay. we do that and you know um because because we made other efforts we've even founded an online um for trade and academic school in the last few years called St. Therese and Isidore Farm College. It's catholicfarmcollege.com. We, we tried to do a whole pile of, of really good things. And if you know people can support that, um, pray for us. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing because Our Lady can solve all problems. Our Lady endure knots. And we've kind of got several big knots right now going on. Um, you know, uh, those are the main things right now. Um, so tell us a little bit, Doug, about your background um, in education and uh, what you've been doing. 
Sure. So uh, basically, I have my bachelor's with honors from Yale, my PhD with honors from Cornell. Um, I was a biologist. I was a professor for over two decades. Um, decided because of some of the things I saw just to move, uh, make more of a shift. Though I'm, I'm open to any place in academia. I've taught people, including my own kids, all the way from pre-K up through graduate school. I've written for literally dozens of textbooks, biology, emergency medicine. Nurse. I've done all kinds of things. And and part of it is, you know, you got to big family, you, you do all kinds of things to, to take care of and love them. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I've done writing, I've done administrative stuff, I've done teaching, uh, you name it, I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, I mean, as long as it's moral, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, to take care of this little family. And again, the big thing is try to, 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 to save souls, to help save souls. You know, when I was uh, at working at a secular university, I used to try to sneak as much good stuff in, solid stuff in, as I could through the back door, if you will, uh, you know, talks about all kinds of issues pro-life issues, really, though I couldn't call them that. And, and people actually listen I, I, because they have, they've been so starved for good information. Uh, you know, we're in, in Indiana right now, and this is Alfred Kinsey's home state, and people can look him up and see what he did. I used to sneak in stuff in the end of the last day of my classes about him so the people here would realize just what came out of this otherwise really friendly Midwestern American state, that the heart of darkness that that guy was. You know, it's amazing you say that because I was teaching many years ago now, but 30 years ago, I was teaching at a college, um, and my background's all in psychology, actually. So I was teaching a psychology course um, only for, it was only seven students in the class, and um, this was adult education, of course. And so the textbook was full of Kinsey, and I happened to be teaching in the very year that they dug up the remains of his assistant, which showed that, uh, of course, they had a you know, they were pedophiles and they, they abused children for that table 34, which was just so horrible. And um, yeah, I was, I too was sort of canceled out of that class. Oh, um, Congratulations. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would literally go into the classroom the last day of class and say, blessed mother guardian angel, please block the sound coming out of my door because if my colleagues find out what I'm talking about, I'm at Kinsey's branch campus at Kinsey's University. And oh boy. She, she always, she always took care of me. She always took care of me. Thank you. Blessed mother. Yeah. Beautiful. Hello, friends. To celebrate the momentous overturning of Roe v. Wade, we at LifeSite have minted just under 10,000 of these brand new limited edition pro-life silver rounds. Now, each round is stamped with the image of the Supreme Court of the United States featuring the date that the High Court delivered this historic victory. And on the front of our pure silver rounds, LifeSite's logo surrounded by a brilliant sunburst and draped with olive branches. They, of course, commemorate our 25-year anniversary of LifeSite News. We began in 1997 in September, so September of 2022 was 25 years. These one-ounce silver rounds are available from our partners at stjosephspartners.com, where you can fulfill all of your silver and gold needs in this perilous time. May God bless you. Wow. Yale and Cornell. Okay. That's no, uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. And you're a full professor before. Um, now, you're leaving that. A lot of people would think, whoa, you're leaving the cushiest job, you know, wow, that's unreal. But I understand you wanted to pursue higher education, if you could say it that way. Yeah, just, basically what happened is I, the, the place where I was started out as a really, when I was first there, it was really wonderful in that we, the students really just wanted to learn. It was very, what people oftentimes think of stereotypically as American Midwest in terms of, you know, um, 
you could it was open to people of faith and, and things like that. And it changed radically over the years. And at one point towards the end of my time, I, I stood up and said some things as a biologist who's, you know, worked in all kinds of different areas, has you know good credentials. And I talked about the origins of the COVID virus and the fact that our students, after the state had dropped the mask mandate, ought to have a right to take the things off because it robs them of their humanity. And, um, and I said, in the end, the only solution for the chaos in the world is Jesus Christ. Now, I expected some, that wouldn't be a super popular opinion among my peers, but I didn't expect to have been brought up on formal charges, including religious harassment for saying Jesus Christ. That was dropped, but I said, I taught, we, we prayed a lot before the Breasted Sacrament. We, we uh, talked a lot together, talked to five different priests to get advice. And I had a clear plan for what I wanted to do. And I said, okay, and I, I resigned. And it was scary as all, all get out. You know, you're praying the whole time, but it, I said, it felt like I was jumping off the Empire State Building with, uh, you know, my wife and 15 kids on my back. Uh, but we did it in faith. And I tried a bunch of other things. I said, we founded that, that online college and 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 so you know I I, I want to keep teaching things uh, because it's I think I've got a talent for it and I've got a lot of of good things I know I can share with people, and uh, so that yeah that's where we are and uh, I, I I miss the teaching a lot, um, but yeah we'll see where our lady leads us. So, Adele, I have to ask you something. Sure. A lot of wives who would see their husband do something like that and then get into a situation like you're in would be very bitter and, you know, sort of take it out on him. What's your attitude in all this and where are you at? Well, I, I hope I've been uh, the model wife, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's been very scary. Uh, and uh, we go between Jesus, I trust you to take care of everything too. Oh my gosh, what's happening? You know, so it's, it, it's frightening. And uh, actually I'm amazed though, the children are so joyful right now. So we must be on the right track. I, yeah. I, they must be getting some kind of graces, but I, I'm just amazed at how, how joyful they are. And I said, kids, aren't you worried? They said, no, no, we're, Jesus is going to take hmm. care of it. So they, they're better at trusting than I am. And, uh, but I'm, I'm very proud of Doug. Uh, he was, he was very, um, I'm really glad that he stood up. He had to. I mean, had we stayed, what else would have come down the pike? You know, what what else would we have had to give into? And I think it's very important not to give in in small things. And I could say that for some of these priests around here, or or bishops, or whoever. If you're giving in now, stop. You know, stand up for Jesus. You won't regret it. You'll you'll be beaten up, but God bless the ones who do. And I got to say, my wife is the best. Uh, she really is the best. The woman's a saint. Um, you know, it's like in the, in the line from Manfall Seasons where he says, why it's a lion I married. Well, that's the world's most assertive Canadian over oh, here. She's, she's the absolute best. I'm so proud of her. And I'm, I'm so very blessed that to, to have this woman willing to be my wife. Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Doug and Adele, thank you so much for letting us walk with you through this very hard time in your life. And I'm sure there are very many people who are going to support you at Life Funder. And if you're looking for it, you can't find it on Life Funder, go to lifesightnews.com and look up Darnowski, and uh, their story will come up there, and you'll have the full link to the Life Funder for them. Thank you both very, very much. God bless you. Thank, Thank you, you very much for having us on. God bless you, too. And God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time.
Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.